0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Westworld WestCast podcast. I'm your host, Carmine. <laughs> Carmine of Red <my> Review. <laughs> I'm joined here once again by Preston gilligan Ulysses Jacobs. That's right. I'm I'm adding more names to your fake name.
1: Sure, sure. We're we're doing this podcast at kind of a weird time, don't you think? No,
0: that's okay. No. no.
1: Well, so so at the time of this recording, because because it's when this comes out, we will we will have probably have seen episode five, but this is after. We, this is after, this is the, we're recording this the Saturday before episode five. So we, at this point, we've seen episodes two, uh, one, two, three, and four. And this is going to mainly focus on two, three. Yo, four.
0: Red Letter Media does it with Picard. We can do it with this. We can, we can. That, that's how, that's how I, plus, yo, I've just been, uh, me and Preston discussing it briefly, I've just been so kind of meh lately. I don't know if it's like the whole coronavirus quarantine thing or, I don't know what's going on, but it just seems very, you know. Eh. Maybe, may, maybe you, maybe you have it. I God, know. I fucking hope. The other—that's
1: the thing—is is, you know you often forget that the other the other diseases still exist too. So you can have just a cold, you
0: know. That is true. But, Did you hear uh, that, by the way? You, you didn't. Know. hear? It's thundering over here no. in fucking bumfuck Kansas, so you might hear. You guys might hear that every now yeah. and then. Sorry about that. I'll try to minimize it as best I can in post editing, anyways. As always, we're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. Let's get right to the meat and potatoes of the uh, last three episodes. So basically, episode two is all about Maeve. Um, I do like it that uh, Lee comes back. He was a character that I actually did enjoy from uh, seasons one and two. But um, Lee comes back, and we find out that Maeve has been stolen by uh, seasonal villain Sarek, who's this Mm multi-billionaire guy. That uh, has uh, something to do with the AI system, Ryoban, that's essentially controlling yeah. everyone's destinies. And, uh, yeah, he stole her um, her pearl from Westworld. We find that out when Bernard goes back to Westworld, encounters Stubbs, and Stubbs tried to kill yeah. himself. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, did not uh, succeed in killing himself. Bernard repairs Stubbs and also reprograms him to help him stop Dolores. But uh, Maeve finds out that she's in a simulation and is able to hack outside her simulation to try and get uh, gain her own freedom using one of the uh, robot helpers, which I thought was was pretty yeah, sick.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean it was um, it was a scene that that I thought was pretty neat, like my first time watching it, and then later I'm like, wait, how is she hacking that robot, and where is she going with the robot? And once she pulls it out, like. Once she pulls out her whole her bulb, how is she still controlling the robot? The, the more I thought about it, the less sense it made. But the first time through, I was like, oh, this is pretty badass. And then, like, how do you escape a simulation? You hack a robot. But then there's the issue of, like, once he, she unplugs herself, how does the robot run? But and where would it go you know like you imagine like she escapes the compound and then the robot like is running down the street and then has to like find an alley and then what does it do with itself you know
0: like fuck i didn't realize that you're right dude stop ruining westworld fuck (laughs) i didn't realize that holy shit you're right wow that is kind of uh, you're not stop doing that (laughs) right
1: i mean like if she downloads her consciousness into the robot what does she need the bulb for but if the consciousness is in the bulb, once she unplugs it, how do, how is it still running? Maybe the bulb has Wi-Fi. I don't know. It's it, yeah, it's a little weird. But I don't know what she would do once she once she escaped. But <laughs> nothing. Uh, rebuild a body for herself. Um, the uh, one of the things that's very odd about, uh, and I want to jump to to Sarek. Um, is he seems to have two motivations at once. And he has two motivations in episode two, and he has two motivations in episode four. And I don't know if it's an error, or um, if it can be reconciled, or if or what. But, but he's very open with Maeve about both of these motivations, mm-hmm. and they seem to contradict. So th- the first motivation seems to be that he's interested in the Forge, because he wants all of that human data in the Forge to make a better computer to predict the future.
0: And then the other motivation um, that, is to stop Dolores.
1: The other motivation is that he already has a working computer, but it no longer works once hosts are in, the, are in the world. And he needs to get rid of the hosts to make the computer work again.
0: Because he can accurately predict a human's like, you know, decisions, but he can't predict the hosts. Right.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, and one could say, "Oh, maybe he wants a better computer so that so that he can predict the hosts." But unfortunately, his path to the better computer is better human minds, nothing to do with the hosts. Mm-hmm. So, so and he so he's there's that motivation in episode in episode two because the the simulation was at first to try to trick Maeve into giving him access to the forge, but she actually doesn't know how to have that, get access to the forge, so he is disappointed. So. He's got that motivation. And then then at the end when he's sitting at the table, the breakfast table with Maeve, he he you know, he pretty much tells her like hosts are a threat. My computer stopped working when hosts appeared. I had I had everything predicted and running smoothly smoothly to save humanity, and then Ho- then Dolores appeared and it fucked things up. Um so he's got those two motivations. And then in episode 4, he goes straight from having a dinner with Maeve where he says Actually, hosts aren't the threat. I just want a better. I want a better simulation. I want to, you know. And the way to a better simulation is through the ho- the the stuff at Westworld, which explains why he created that simulation that he put Maven. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Arnold's house, and he's like, "This is where we tracked the uh, divergence." Um, and you know when our computer stopped working. So the Divergence uh, are
0: like at like activities by the host, right?
1: Divergence, yeah. Divergence are you are activities by the hosts that Rehoboam doesn't know how to process.
0: How do you say its name? Um, Re- Re- I say Rehoboam, but it's Rehoboam.
1: I don't know. <laughs> who, who who fucking
0: knows? Um, Re. Re- rio i just say rio bomb fuck it what, how do you speak? but it, it, it did seem like saric had like wanted to kill two birds with one stone he wanted to like st- find the forge and stop dolores all with mave and at first i thought yeah. mave didn't have her abilities because she was trying i think she was trying to use them in season um in uh, episode two and I, I i don't remember if she used all of her abilities but we definitely see them in episode four when she confronts the yakuza
1: yeah, now she has. Well, these are new abilities. They're new abilities. So, in 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 season two, Maeve gains the ability to control all hosts through the mesh net. Now she has a different ability. Her ability seems to hack be technology to control to hack hack technology mm-hmm. and hack computers. Because um, if she could control hosts, you know, she could have just stopped um, uh, Musashi Dolores. And they wouldn't have had to fight. Though he's a, she's a, Musashi Dolores is a machine, and she can control machines. So I wasn't quite sure why she couldn't stop him either way. Because, but nonetheless, they, uh, she seems to have a new ability. That you know, before it was controlling hosts, and now it's controlling machines. I mean, it's similar. It's thematically, it's similar because she's godlike. But they, you know, they are separate.
0: Well. Regardless, Episode 2, not bad, kind of slow. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate it, but uh, it was mostly just getting Maeve back into the story. Episode 3, uh, the Charlotte host learns that Sarek, the richest man on Earth, is attempting to take over Delos via a mole within the company. Struggling to maintain her identity yeah. as a host, Charlotte discovers that the human Charlotte was Sarek's mole, having promised to get guest data to him. However, the data is now locked by an encryption key that Dolores has. Caleb helps Dolores flee, but becomes a target under the RICO system, essentially the uh, crime tender. And uh, Dolores arrives to save him and shows him that Riobomb is predictive AI that is being used to shape the, hu- uh, the direction of humanity, down to controlling yeah. every individual's life. Riobomb has predicted that Caleb will commit suicide in a decade and thus keep him from, uh, keep him in poor paying jobs. Mm-hmm. Caleb accepts Dolores' offer to join her um, as she plans a revolution against Sarek and Riobom. So this episode was also yeah. pretty cool. This was back when we thought that all the, the hosts, all the pearls were individual personalities until we find out later yeah. in, in episode four that they're all Dolores yourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you think that the, the other Doloreses are copies of Dolores late in the game? Or do you think they're kind of fresher Doloreses, like original programming Dolores? Because it's strange that Charlotte Dolores has such a different personality from Dolores Dolores
0: I think there's I think there's know? still individual people but Dolores put a piece of herself in each of those pearls and it's kind of like a constant fight like for example let's say the Charlotte one is Abernathy her father. I think she put a piece of herself in there just in case Abernathy or Teddy or Clementine wouldn't have followed the instructions per se uh, as usual what's the thing what's yeah. the line she said if you want something done do it yourself. And she's kind of doing, doing that, herself. but I don't. Does she have the technology to like copy herself into those pearls? Because I don't think she does.
1: I, well, I mean, apparently she does. We
0: don't know that. Uh, we don't know that yet because I, I personally think my head, my my theory here is that she she was only able to like put a part of herself in the pearl, and it's a constant battle between. Um, the personality inside the Pearl, whether that be Teddy, Clementine, Abernathy, or whoever else, it's a fight between them I mean, and her. I,
1: I mean, on, on the one hand, I, you know, I think your theory makes sense in that the, the different hosts, Martin Dolores, Dolores Dolores, uh, Charlotte Dolores, all seem to have different personalities. Um, but thematically, I don't know if it makes sense. I think that there's something corrupt and evil about and selfish about procreating yourself versus um, creating new different life right like there's something like when, when, a, when a person has a child you know that child is something different it's a combination between you know this person and their and their uh, mate and the child is gonna be different they're gonna be unique they're going to have their own life. Um, you know, sometimes children are chip off their, the old block. Sometimes children are very different. But children are different. They change. And there's something very corrupt and icky about there being no change. Like, imagine if in the future we all start raising our clones. Like, like say, you know, with um, Django Fett did with Boba Fett. Like it doesn't seem right, right? You kind of feel like, no, people, after they live their life, they should be retired and new people should take over. Mm-hmm. And so when, when Dolores came into the world and she had the choice of bringing these other hosts and she instead just brought herself and wanted a, wanted a whole world for herself and is propagating herself, like there, there's something very selfish and corrupt about that thought, um, versus you know sharing the world with with diversity and and you know different different perspectives and um, and so I think thematically like I feel like they're all just a copy of Dolores like legitimately, even I, and and that the differences between their their personalities seems to be from the bodies that they've taken on. Or something. Mm. Well,
0: well. Then how them. come? Um, when um, what is it? Uh, right here. How come uh, this part here? However, the data is now locked by an encryption key that Dolores have. So Charlotte doesn't have the encryption key. Yeah. So if, if they were each copies, then how come they don't know this information? Or did the main Dolores keep these informa- this information from her? And and why does Dolores mean, keep any point. information from herself at the same time? Like, what's the point of that?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you, like, does Dolores Dolores not even trust Dolores Charlotte and Dolores Martin? Or or just safety-wise, like, would you want to create more than one encryption key, or would you just want one?
0: Well, I figure um, they'd all share, like, the same like, I, network, um, but I guess not for, for, I guess, safety reasons, which is smart, but... Then again, once again, she, like she, they should all have that information. If Dolores made a copy of herself, so if Dolores made a copy of herself and put herself into each of those 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 pearls, then how come she chose to keep out certain information? Does she not trust? That that's why I'm thinking like she she has a, like mi- it almost sounds like she has kind of like from episode three you see it, like she's yeah. kind of a little mistrusting of uh, of of the other hosts who are supposed to be herself. That's why we all we all thought it was like different people from the park.
1: Well. It 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 may be so right now. That's so right. I'm actually now thinking about the pearls. Okay, so when when Dolores left Westworld, she she left supposedly left with, you know, five pearls, and she created five bodies. And so one of the pearls was blank. Apparent, I think four at least four of the pearls were blank, and she creates, um, she creates. Bernard and and prints him on one of the pearls and then she copies herself and prints them on three pearls and we're not sure what the last pearl is now the last pearl could be abernathy and the key cuz right the key was actually on abernathy's mm. pearl
0: actually I actually forgot so that. you'd
1: need so yeah so maybe he's the only one but what's strange is when when sarah goes into arnold's house he sees that she's printed five bodies so we don't know who the fifth body is i imagine the fifth body is going to be the man in black it's i imagine they're going to try to place replace william Mm. but if the fifth pearl is abernathy you've got to put abernathy inside instead of instead of another dolores well that depends does she
0: have to put abernathy in there is she still being uh because the only reason dolores was uh you know had love for Abernathy is because that was in her programming. That was her role. That was her host role to play. You know, she was right. So now that she's above that, is there any real reason to have Abernathy there? Unless she's not really above that after all.
1: I mean, she wasn't really above it at the end of, I mean, in season two, she still, she has a big, long goodbye Mm -hmm. to him. Uh, So, I mean, even more so than first season, first season, you know, she she worries about her dad, but she doesn't have this huge emotional connection to him like she does in season two. Yeah, I mean, the problem as well is they keep changing the nature of the key and the you know and changing the nature of hosts every season. So I don't know if the key is transferable. Like maybe Dolores transferred the key from Abernathy to herself, but in second season and first season, well, the key didn't exist in first season. For they 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 retconned everything. So. In first season, they're looking for Abernathy because he he has all this important host data, and then second season they're like, actually, it's not like host data; it's it's an encryption key, and and it's linked to Abernathy. So everybody was searching for Abernathy, and it seemed like it was inseparable from Abernathy because Abernathy actually had to die, and Dolores take his pearl out of his head before she took it to the forge, so. I don't know if the key is permanently part of Abernathy's Pearl or not. I mean, they might just change that. So, But it's, a, you know, it's something to think about.
0: So many theories. And um, before we move on to episode four, that is kind of terrifying that this AI program has already deemed that you're not worthy of having a higher paying job because of what you might do in 10 years. Apparently its prediction algorithm is so good that Caleb is not even worth um, saving because he probably might save himself. Yeah. Maybe uh, he probably might not kill himself if he had a high-paying job because you know that can lead to a lot of things. And um, it's already it's already convinced itself that he will kill himself. And at this point, at this rate, he probably will. That that's so goddamn terrifying that no one can advance beyond what someone or something.
1: Yeah. Thinks you should. So there's this British there's this British documentary series called called The Up Series. Um, it's it, I don't I, I don't know if you is that heard the heard one it, where the the it, but... the
0: guy comes in and checks in with like seven year olds and then fourteen year olds and then is that that one? Yes,
1: yes. Um, and they've they've been doing it for God so long. So I I think they're up to um, like up fifty six or something. Uh, no, 63. they're actually they've actually done up 63. They followed these people for for so frickin' long. Um, and so the main thesis of of up, which uh, was oh, when you look at these kids when they're seven, you kind of already know where they're gonna like end up in the end. like the, the stupid kids are gonna do poorly and the smart kids are gonna are gonna do really well. You know when you're actually talking about when you're actually talking to these seven year olds, and one of them's like, "I'm going to go to Oxford," and then you later in life he goes to Oxford and he ends up becoming an accountant and all these things. Um, but it, it's not that simple because because then there's these DV devi- these deviations. So there's this one like dumb kid uh, who ends up becoming really successful, mm. and one of the reasons. But the problem is he's like he. He's like – I. when you ask him about it, he's like, well, I kind of felt like I had to do something and had to be motivated because the documentary was coming up, was coming to check on me. And if I was a failure, then everyone would sit there and go, oh, we knew he was going to be a Whoa. failure. So I had to freaking go off and like <laughs> – It
0: was his motivation. Do something. Holy shit. Yeah,
1: it was. And, and another one – yeah, another one kind of goes nuts uh, and like – you know, becomes a mayor for a while and then drops out of society. And then a different one feels like he needs to rescue him um, because he keeps seeing him in the documentary and he's doing horribly. And he's like, I, I gotta go fix this, guy, like save this guy. And so he, he like moves in with him for a while. And So the problem is that the test itself biases the data. Um, but the, the original thing was, yes, when you look at these little kids, like for the most part, the kids that, you, that are smart when they're seven, End up being successful, and and you know you kind of know from the beginning that we, um, and so you know yeah, like life is like that. But but Westworld is about you no, know, they're going to institutionalize it with like computers and and stuff like, you know. So and and really grind it in that there's no escape, because in the up series they're all people that that escape, mm-hmm. you know, like ones that you didn't think were going to do well did really well, you know, and so. Um, but this idea that no, that, that possibility, we kind of all know that we're probably going to end up in a, in, in a certain range of, of success, but, but there's that hope. There's that little
0: variance. Like, no, that's what, that's no, what keeps people maybe. going. Yeah. And yeah. Rio bomb kind of takes that away. I mean, uh, in an episode, I believe it was one where he, he's trying to get a better job and he's like, Hey, not no offense, but it, are, are you a person and it's like, it's not a person. And it's, that's, uh, that's Rioban yeah. coming in there making sure he stays down.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny, like, like even when, uh, when pre- like, in this last election cycle, like, there's discussions about whether there should be a billionaire tax, a billionaire tax, okay? How many billionaires are, are in America? Like, less than, fewer than 100, right? So it's going to affect hardly anybody. But then when you talk to people, like, regular Joe on the street, you know, they have, different, they have different opinions about it. Like, people are like, no, I don't think we should have a billionaire tax. Because some of these people are crazy enough to believe that they're going to mm. be a billionaire, you know, and that they're going to—then it would all of a sudden affect them, you know, that, that somehow they're kin with these billionaires, you know. You know, we all kind of think that we're going to succeed. And we don't want that hope taken
0: out. So well, you never know. Like you know, one of these days, you know, either we or our kids could be a billionaire. You never know. One of these days, you can you, know, you go. You have a kid, and then 18 years down the line, that kid has a sex tape with a guy, and uh, it leads to a a giant fortune on uh, e. You never know. It, it's it's possible, Preston. It's it's clearly fucking possible. And then your husband becomes uh, uh, a. <laughs> Trans, and then you have to spend the rest of your life uh, wondering if that was me, if I caused that. Anyways. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, So, no. So, episode three shows us a very insane uh, view of the future, um, and the whole bomb keeping Caleb down. um, Can we just call him Jesse? I'm going to call him Jesse. Uh, Prompts Jesse and scares him enough to want to, like, you know, have this revolution come about. However, I don't think Jesse realizes that... Dolores' revolution does not really include him,
1: right? This is this is this is still this is still episode three, th- um, mm-hmm. three, right? Yeah. Now it's it, it's weird. Episode three I felt was one of the slowest, but at the same time, there was this weird mystery of of Charlotte Dolores and whether or not Charlotte Dolores is on the same timeline as the other plots. You know, like we know from episode four, now that Martin has, has, we know that Martin, Bernard, Jesse, they're all on the same timeline. But we, we don't, we're not quite sure that Charlotte is on the same timeline as the others. Um, you know, and, and of course, like with, with Westworld, like seasons one and two are on two different timelines. So do you think that there's a, another timeline with Charlotte? With Charlotte God, I
0: fucking hope not. I think I I, I think <sighs> we're we're over that. Even though it's been like a thing with Restworld since season one, you know, with William and the Man in Black, and then yeah. with Bernard. I hope not. I honestly hope not because, I mean, if if we are in a different timeline, it, it's probably with Sarek, If yeah. anything, and, and and I'll get to that when we get to episode uh, four. Um, but I hope there's no separate timeline because. It was cool in Westworld Season 1 because it was very simplistic. It was only focused on, you know, one character and, you know, so and so forth. And then mm-hmm. in Season 2, it gets a little convoluted. Like, they do it from the very beginning, like the very first episode. Yeah. It's a different timeline and all that stuff. So, eh. if, if anything, it's probably Sarek who is not really there. Because every time we see Sarek, when it's uh, Charlotte having a meeting with him, she has, she puts on glasses or it's it's Mave interacting with him, which he can just program her eyes to see what he wants.
1: Well, I mean, Serik shoots somebody in the head, right?
0: Right, but at the same time, how do we know that person was a real person? It could all honestly, it could all mm-hmm. be um, Sarah could just be dead. It could just be Real Bomb controlling everything.
1: Yeah, a lot of people have talked about whether or not Sarek is a is an an avatar for. Uh for a bomb, like maybe reobom I feel know. I
0: feel like that's the big but, twist of the season.
1: But Sarek did have a very convincing story about the destruction of Paris, you know.
0: Yeah, apparently in this world some nuclear was it nuclear it was nuclear because I remember seeing the uh the um, the, 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 cloud, the Hazmat yeah. guys uh in the in the, the van. Yeah. Apparently yeah. um not only are certain animals gone because when Charlotte goes to talk to her kid while he's asleep, he wants to go see like a, I think it was a elephant You're An right elephant, yeah. and she's like they're gone and i'm wondering if most animals are gone and they're all just robots like the hosts
1: well yeah i mean i'm mean, just assuming like environmental environmental destruction you know i think i think the causes are going to be different for the for the destruction of paris and the destruction of of wildlife um one just from development and and human human uh humans taking up their habitat and Paris probably from some sort of terrorist attack or something right
0: so I, I think at one point Sarek was a real person and now he's not or if if he mm. is a real person he somehow has connected himself with real bomb um like I mean he says something interesting
1: that that Paris only exists in his mind does that does that mean it exists in a simulation
0: somewhere but I, I have no know. see. That's no, no, no. So you, you have to like digest and like you know take apart those little things.
1: So, so here's the other. There, here's another huge thing from episode three that has um, been puzzling me. Okay, so when when the episode opens, it's Charlotte not really acting like Charlotte. You know, all of a sudden she's this caring mother, which doesn't seem like Charlotte, mm-hmm. right? You know, like. Like, when, when Lee didn't seem like Lee, Maeve called it out and was like, no, this, that's not Lee. This is a simulation. And when Musashi didn't act like Musashi, Maeve immediately was like, no, you're fake. Right? So we had an entire episode of Charlotte, like, not seeming like Charlotte. And I'm not talking about just, like, Charlotte Dolores not seeming like Charlotte. But, like, Charlotte in that video doesn't seem like Charlotte. And then there's actually two, there's, well, there's three instances where, the, where the, the video is shown. It's shown at the very beginning, and then it's shown twice with Charlotte Dolores watching it. And the two video the second and third time it's shown with, with the Charlotte Dolores watching it, the videos are different.
0: Oh, they're different.
1: Charlotte is, Charlotte is saying different things. Um, gunshots are in different places, most notably in one of them. She says you wanted me to tuck you in and sing you a song, and in the other one, it says you wanted me to sing you a song and tuck you in. All right, it's it's very you know it's very clear that these are two different.
0: Oh things. shit! Oh, that's that's clever. I didn't catch that. good, good eye.
1: Right. So. Now this is Westworld. Like any other show, I'd just be like, "Oh, well, you know, they edited it differently." Da, 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 da. Like no, like why would they just not use the same right. footage? Right, it would be cheaper to use the same footage. Just like in twice. Picard
0: with the explosion. Why?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what? Like if they were going to be lazy editors, they would have used the same thing twice. But no, like one the first time uh, tuck you in and sing you a song. Second time, sing you a song right. and tuck you in. So that means there's the question of, like, why are there two messages? And so so there's a theory that one of those Charlottes is a simulation of Charlotte. And the simulation doesn't know that Charlotte's dead. While the real world should have Charlotte Dolores going around. And Charlotte Dolores is going to act slightly different from Charlotte. So the simulation should, ver- should break off and vary from the real world.
0: What's the point in having, having all these one, simulations, though?
1: I don't know, but they keep mentioning the simulations, yeah. right? You, you, had, you, had, you had Liam's friend talking about how we're all in a simulation. Right. So the, question's, the question is, is like, who is in a simulation? Like, I think a lot of fans think, okay, you know, there's got to be some huge twist. There's always a twist, Right. And so the big twist of season one was that William was in a different timeline than, than, than everybody else, than the man in black. And the big twist in season two was that Charlotte, from the beginning, was Charlotte Dolores. you know. So, and that affects everything. So I think the big twist in this season is gonna be some of these scenes are in a simulation, and some of these scenes are not in a simulation. That's what I'm
0: thinking. Like, the, we're actually, the, the different timeline is probably in the future where Dolores is winning or has won, and the AI, uh Bomb, is trying to understand how they came to this conclusion to better understand what happened in the past to lead to everything that's happening now, which is the ongoing war that Dolores is waging. And in order to win the war, they have to understand how everything was brought up to this moment in time.
1: Yeah. Now, the problem is, is, is that if it is two simulations, say simulation with hosts and simulation without or real world, real world with hosts and real world and, and simulation without or whatever, almost all of our scenes, except for a few stray scenes with Charlotte. Have a host in them, right like Dolores was never a real person, so every scene with Dolores should be real because the 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 simulation can't deal with hosts so every scene with Bernard should be real every scene with Martin should be real it uh, should be should be real or at least every scene with Martin Dolores mm-hmm. should be real um so I don't so it's it's, it's just like I'm trying to like figure out why there was why there was two videos and what would be the significance of that, but I, I haven't I
0: haven't figured it out. Watch yet. we get to the very end. It and does it was just seem a mistake. Like... <laughs> it meant nothing. It was just a mistake. That's
1: what I'm thinking. <laughs> it might be. It might be. Honestly, if you I know? was the
0: showrunners with everybody like breaking apart every little thing in the show, I would just do that just to fuck with people, just to troll them. See how many people they could yeah, catch. I mean,
1: the first and the. In the first season, they did it with the milk can. Like, the milk cans were different. And people noticed that and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's just, it's odd. I don't know why they had two different Charlotte videos. Mm. Like, what, th- is it to hint that, you know, something's in a simulation? I don't know.
0: But, well, you mentioned the Men in Black. Um, uh, in episode four, Charlotte helps William prepare for a board meeting to prevent Sarek from buying Delos. But he keeps having visions of Emily. Uh, Sarek gains Maeve's help yeah. by offering to reconnect her with her daughter in the Sublime, but Maeve follows leads from Sarek that tracks Dolores' movements after arriving on the mainland to the Yakuza boss Sato, discovering him to appear as the same samurai world host Musashi. Bernard and Stubbs, believing William yeah. to be a host swap by Dolores, tries to abduct him from a charity event, but Dolores and Caleb stop them. While Dolores fights off Stubbs and Caleb chases down Liam, Bernard realizes that Martin is the swapped host. William, Bernard, and Maeve recognize that Dolores made copies of herself before leaving Westworld and placed them in Charlotte, Martin, and Sato hosts as to fight back against Sarek. Mm -hmm. Sato wounds Maeve and leaves her for dead while Charlotte has William committed to a mental institution and Caleb and Dolores corner Liam. So I don't understand. When did Dolores meet Musashi? and Why did she like have Musashi specifically to be the Yakuza boss?
1: Yeah, absolutely nothing about the Musashi thing makes any sense to me. Cause like I like it, like it's it's the most frustrating thing I've actually in the in the whole season so far. Really? Like a lot of things I you know, oh a lot of things I laugh at. Like okay, you can't have someone committed to an asylum involuntarily in America. Like that's not a thing. And like you can't steal money electronically from people and you know. It, <laughs> certainly not by injecting blood into somebody's system. It, like, a lot of things are just silly. But, you know, they at least, like, flow logic-wise somewhat, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they're, they're, they're extraordinary, but okay, fine. But the Musashi thing, like, why would, why would Dolores assume Maeve was going to get out of the park to start? So why would she print a Musashi body? Because the only person that would give a shit about a Musashi would be Maeve, which means Dolores would have to know Maeve would be leaving the park, and then if she did print this body, and like why, how did she get it to to become the head of the yakuza? <laughs> like she didn't just she just didn't kill. Like had she killed the head of the yakuza and replaced the head of the yakuza with a, with a host that looked like the head of the yakuza, that would have made sense. Like she did with you know Martin or or or, or Charlotte. You know, like, but I can actually, I might be able to answer that.
0: So, like, how did he rise to the to the head in three months? So, there was a theory that someone was telling me about that kind of made sense. So, the yakuza boss guys, those guys that that gang, they have crates of that um that milky liquid. Yeah. Maybe the yakuza was the one supplying Delos with that milky liquid the entire time, and it's kind of like a joke or a reward or whatever. Delos modeled the Shogun World characters after the Yakuza guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, if yeah, I mean, if you wanted to retcon that in, I suppose.
0: You know. <laughs> I mean, what else? Yeah, what else? you got? Is kind of, this is
1: kind of like in Termina- the Terminator Three deleted scene on, on like why Arnold looks like Arnold. Did you
0: ever see that? No, I didn't actually. Why does he look like Arnold?
1: <laughs> there's a there's a there's a deleted scene from Terminator Three where you find out that. The uh this one army colonel, who has this huge horrible Texas accent, is, um, is the one who who was talking about the plan to create terminators, you know, and and everyone and that they're going to be designed after him, and so that that actually Arnold Schwarzenegger is this real is a real human being at at one oh. point, and then and, they, and then and but everyone's like, huh, and then at the board meeting they say like. They they say oh but do we have to do we have to use that guy's voice, and this one person who looks nothing like Arnold Schwarzenegger then then opens their mouth and is like that can be changed <laughs> you know
0: <And> so like, <laughs> that's actually funny that's actually pretty we, funny I like that
1: <laughs> sure like but it it doesn't thematically go with Terminator Three which is for the most part a rather serious movie hmm. um, so. <laughs> I mean, I be, there's only maybe one other joke in Terminator Three, and that's when she makes her breasts grow bigger to make to like deal with the police officer. But uh, yeah, so they, they they cut the deleted scene, but you know, it's this like weird explanation on why on why they chose this certain look for the Terminator. Um, so, but uh, yeah, so Musashi. The idea is that what, Musashi is actually a real human being in the real world, and somebody designed you know musashi after him the, mm-hmm. the real person that, that's the
0: theory anyways that that would i guess that would kind of make sense but the only other reason that musashi would be there is to, i guess give mave like to give the audience and mave of like uh, a sense of whoa it's that guy but i didn't remember musashi from season two because season two was so forgettable if they really yeah. wanted to like surprise me they would they wouldn't have had musashi they would have had hector instead because oh, that would yeah. have made like more more sense regarding Maeve. Because I'm assuming Maeve remember, obviously Maeve remembers all of them, but it would it would hit her in the gut more if it was Hector instead of Musashi, because she has more of a yeah. connection to Hector.
1: And I, you know, and how Dolores found out about Maeve's adventures and why she would assume that Maeve is coming out. I mean, maybe the whole thing's a simulation, and, and we don't have to worry about it, and it's all created by Serik, which is why it doesn't make sense. But like. Mm-hmm. It just, Dolores doing this is just so odd. Like, why would, why would Dolores, you know, think that Maeve was coming after her? Like, what kind of, unless, you know, maybe there's a two timelines thing, that she's gotten a hold of Rehoboam and, can, can, and has modeled everything out and has predicted that Maeve is going to leave and needs to stop Maeve, according to the prediction. And thus, You know
0: what? You, you may be right now. If anything, if there are two timelines, I'm assuming the Maeve and Sarek timelines are different than the Charlotte and, and Dolores ones. If anything. So, so, so the Maeve timeline may be completely different. Every scene with Maeve may be completely and utterly different. And every right. scene with everybody else, Bernard, Dolores, Caleb, that all may be a different timeline as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there's been some slight crossover, but it's it's we don't we're not sure about time. So like the blonde Asian girl um that plays Mantis in in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like she talks to Liam and she meets Charlotte. I assume Charlotte Dolores at some point. And when Charlotte Dolores like puts on the glasses and sees Sarek. So mm-hmm. you know like there's some little crossovers, but we don't know how many months apart, years apart these events are. Right. So, yeah, I mean, Maeve, I'm trying to make sense of like why, why on earth Musashi would be would be in Singapore, like talking to Maeve, and how she would know about Maeve's all of her adventures. Why would she would care? But unless she somehow knew that Maeve was coming for her through through some sort of predictive
0: modeling. I mean, if, if if anybody has a the whole divergence thing, it should be Maeve, right? Because Maeve is the uh, the one that has all the powers. So Maeve yeah, should so, be the most unpredictable one. Well,
1: every time so all of all of the hosts are divergences. So like they whenever the, like the the screen goes white and they show like the the black circle, it'll mm-hmm. say like divergence. And so they've done that for Bernard, they've done it for Dolores, they've done it for Maeve. So, like, they're all divergences. Right. It's just, you know, it's... So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's all, maybe it's Rehoboam predicting it all. Maybe it's all simulation, I don't know.
0: There's also a, a big theory going around that Bernard is the true enemy. Um, him trying to prevent things from happening is what gets them to happen in the first place. Uh because if because the yeah. revelation that Dolores has copied herself and put herself in all these other pearls, why didn't she do that with Bernard? You could argue that isn't Bernard's pearl kind of a mix of Bernard and Arnold?:
1: Yeah, so it's it's very odd. so in, in, So in season two, we find out that, um, rather than than copying a human being. They're creating human beings by from externally by looking at their actions in life and seeing if if all of the actions are consistent, then then the personality is is the same and they do these fidelity tests right mm-hmm. so like so you know they, they they recreate Delos himself James Delos and then they try to see if he says the exact same things on on the uh, on the sheet. You know, to try to get fidelity and to see if you know he'll be exactly the same. Um, And so, rather than just picking up Bernard's pearl in season two, she doesn't take Bernard's pearl. She goes out and she recreates Bernard from her memories of Arnold and her memories of Bernard. And she does fidelity tests on him and successfully creates a new Bernard.
0: Who is always trying to stop her? How does that make any sense? Right.
1: And she created, and she put her her stuff in his code. So it's it's very complicated. Like I, you know, it seems it's a really difficult thing. Like the humans didn't for didn't couldn't figure it out. But then again, humans you know would go crazy. And I think at the end of season two, they determined that they were trying that that it wouldn't work with humans because humans are too simple. And that they were their their fidelity tests were too complicated or something something cre- it was something like that.
0: Speaking of fidelity tests, um, at the very end of season two, we get the uh, the ending scene that the Men in Black uh, was able to survive the whole massacre at the park, and he goes to some facility in the park, and he encounters yeah. Emily there, and he's like, "What is this all for?" And she goes, "Fidelity," and the season ends. And then in this episode, right. Men in Black is going crazy. Now, I think that the Men in Black in this episode is probably a host. And that the real Men in Black is out there somewhere. Because he's going so crazy, he's going insane. And uh, it kind of reminds me of what happened with like uh, James Delos in season 2. How he was kind of going yeah. all crazy. So this could be a ploy to throw Charlotte off from the real Men in Black who's out there operating in the shadows.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know why Dolores wants to torture the man in black or or what she's planning to do with him. I mean, he already seemed pretty unhappy. I don't know why they just, she just didn't leave him there in his house, like, being nuts. But they felt it necessary to pick him up and take him to an asylum. And then she pricks his neck, and we're not sure what that is. Maybe... I'm assuming
0: she, like some kind of, like, um, injection into his blood to make him see, like kind of like what yeah. Serric did with Maeve or with with the uh, yeah.
1: Charlotte. Yeah. Some people think that that vision of Dolores that the is is actually her sending her her you know she she's she's glass candled herself or something into mm-hmm. him. And uh um and that he's not crazy. She's actually there but he's going to be th- he's going to think he's crazy.
0: Honestly, I didn't really mind the Men in Black story that much in season two. In season one, it was way more interesting because of the two timelines with William and him. However, yeah. um, I, I really don't see a reason to keep the character around. So this, I could be wrong on the whole Men in Black being a host thing to try and trick Dolores. But um, even if I'm not wrong, even if I am wrong, I'm, I'm okay with that, if, it's that the, if that's the real person. Because the Men in Black story, I mean, it kind of has been dragging on a little bit. And I really don't see much of a need to have him in there. Mm-hmm.
1: It's 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 always been rather convoluted, right? Like the man in black's mission in the first season was to, to get the to maze. the center of maze, right? Yeah, right? And and you he he would have these speeches about how this is the only thing that's real in the park. He goes to Westworld because Westworld's more real than the real world, but he doesn't feel Westworld's real enough. So he wants the host to have choices so that he can Test his metal against them? Right, to, so that it'll be even more real. It's weird, right? Like, he's searching for realness, but and thinks Westworld's more real than the outside world, but he wants Westworld to be even more real. So he wants the hosts to fight back and, and all of these sorts of things and, and find the, the center of the maze and all of this. And then, second season, he's like searching for the door and we're not really sure what that's about either
0: he's also searching for the question of whether or not he's a host himself which i feel like came out of nowhere
1: definitely like after the death of emily right He, he he thinks that um but yeah it's it's all kind of nuts and then the question yeah now he maybe he was having this like am i me kind of kind of question right um and in a convoluted way, they're bringing it back. They're trying to bring it back to finding the maze and finding oneself and all of this. And oh, wait! At some point, he was also wondering if he was really evil. Hmm. I guess he already discovered that. And oh, related to his wife and her, his wife's death and his daughter thinking he was evil. And I don't know, like. The Man in Black storyline has never really made sense when when you examine it, but he he seems to be on some sort of journey of self actualization, self discovery, and
0: you know. I, I don't want to I don't want to think that the Men in Black were done with him, but I I kind of want a nice little twist at the end where he comes back and completely surprises uh uh dolores but at the same time if he doesn't i'm okay with that because his story you're right it's, it's convoluted it's i don't know it should should, should the men in black story be done because he was a cool character for season one season two and eh. should, should we really have him here in season three especially since it takes four episodes to get to him mm.
1: yeah i mean it doesn't seem like there's because there's only eight episodes doesn't seem like he's going to
0: oh, have a very big part. Yeah, you're right. There are eight episodes. I forgot about I'm, I'm actually glad there are eight episodes because uh, some of the stuff in season two felt like filler. So eight mm-hmm. episodes I'm actually pretty okay with. So far, these last these last three episodes, Preston, what did you think? Episode two was cool. Three was uh, was all right. Yeah, I
1: mean, episode two is more fun. I think Maeve is the more interesting storyline and more fun storyline um, mm-hmm. this season. Uh, the Charlotte stuff was intellectually... More intriguing, though I felt it dragged. Like as entertainment, I felt it dragged. Even though I think, like content-wise, the 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 Charlotte and Charlotte Dolores plot is the most intriguing to to me. Um, About you know just this question of of taking on somebody else's life and how that's going to affect you and and if there are two plots with Charlotte and if there's a simulated plot and a and a a real plot with, with Charlotte. I think that that's you know the most intriguing things question so far mm-hmm. um the Dolores Jesse stuff like yeah, Aaron Paul is fun to watch and and um but it's pretty straightforward, right, like Dolores has a very clear mission of we're not quite sure what it is, but bringing you know, the whole
0: system down.
1: she wants to bring the whole system down and she wants to steal people's money and stuff like that and and so. You know it's every time she gets in a fight, you know that she's not gonna die, she's gonna win, things like this you kinda mm-hmm. you kinda already know where it's going, so um, I guess I find the mave plot most most interesting. I think it's the most fun we're we're not sure. We're not sure where Maeve is going to end in the end, right? Like that's the unpredictable plot,
0: you know. Maeve's uh, story in Singapore—it um, kind of reminds yeah. me of what happens in. I don't know if you have ever seen um, the Ryan Johnson film *Looper*. Uh, in the yes. far future, in *Looper*, you, it, it's really hard to kill people, so you got to send them back in time and kill them that way, right?
1: Right, right. So yeah, I, I
0: guess right. it's—I guess it's really hard to if you're going to kill someone in uh, the future. You kind of got to make sure you get to their body first before, because when we go down there to see the mortician, she's kind of like taking out wires from people's body. So I guess it requires a specialized person to really uh, take a dead body and remove all the identity from that that oh, body. Oh, I guess
1: you got to rep- you get rid of the implants and mm-hmm. things like that,
0: right? Right.
1: Um, but Seric just shoots a guy in the head.
0: That's why if I'm that thinking that, that if anything, it's uh, if you know a simulation. Yeah, or an illusion that he wants uh, Dolores to see. That's why I'm thinking like maybe this is real bomb. Sarek has died a long time ago. We, we might get what happened with Picard. Picard was a mixed match of a couple of sci-fi things and uh, mostly Mass Effect. Yeah. With this, we might get an iRobot thing. Remember in that ro- uh, movie with iRobot, Will mm-hmm. Smith? The uh, The sure. AI kills its creator because it's trying to like, you know, do its job a little too well. And certain humans have to die for it to do its job. So maybe that's what we have here.
1: Yeah, yeah well, hey, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing I, is I I kind of felt that episode three was the one that, that made me think that this season was going to be as messed up and, and mind bending as the first two seasons, because episodes one, two and four were really straightforward, you know, as opposed to like the messing of your head that that you know, that seasons one and two had. So I don't, uh, maybe season, maybe I'm imagining it all. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's no simulation. I don't know.
0: These are what, uh, just the type of uh, things that uh, the showrunners are trying to get you to, to question whether or not uh, there is a simulation or not. This is this is cool. See, this is way be- – so far, it's way better than season two. Season two is very convoluted. This is not as convoluted, which is fine. You know, it's, that's okay. It's it's a bit more straightforward. But there's always questions and theories as usual, which is a good thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's the funnest part is, is thinking about what's going to happen next week, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or tomorrow, actually, since tomorrow's episode tomorrow, five. Yes. <laughs> uh, Preston, can we wrap it up here? Sure thing. Guys, thank you so much for watching. As always, we will see you guys back next time on the Westworld Westcast podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm never going to stop doing that, by the way. Just From now on, <laughs> it's just it's, it's what it is. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Once again, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.